0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Thank you. Thank you. A little louder, please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, favorite Uncle Ryan is the name. Let's go to Luke. <clears throat> the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 7. Man, that was a voice crack. Luke. Uh, the Gospel according to Luke. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Just after Genesis, just before Revelation, you can find Luke. Luke, chapter 7. want to talk about uh, the wordless worship. I... Uh, um, just thought of a try to thought, think of a catchy, maybe attention grabbing title. Wordless worship, wordless worship. Luke chapter 7 let's go, verse seventeen. So I, I want to build up to kind of a story uh, that the Bible says. Verse seventeen. And the rumor of him, that's Jesus, the rumor of him went forth throughout all of Judea and throughout all of the region roundabout. So Jesus' ministry is spreading. The rumors of him, uh, this guy is claiming to be the Messiah. My goodness gracious, you know, what's going on? Did you hear that he did this? Oh, wow, did you hear that he did that? The rumor of Jesus is spreading. Verse 30, verse 30. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. So, Jesus' popularity is spreading. Verse 30, uh, the Pharisees reject him. No, no, he is not one of us. And I praise the Lord today that the Pharisees was not. You know, Jesus was not one of the Pharisees. He's not one of us. And they rejected his teachings. They rejected his thoughts. Uh, You know, they thought he was a big blasphemer. You can't say that you are the son of God. How dare you? Uh, Now, Really, the story I want to get into tonight, and here's a question that I want you to think about. Who am I in this story? Who am I in this story? Verse 36. Verse 36. Now, we're going to read a pretty long story. I might stop every now and then. Verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. That's Jesus. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat and meet at the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. And when the Pharisees, which had bidden saw the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it. He spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, he would have known, he would know who and what manner of woman this that that is touching him, that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have something to say unto thee. And he says, oh, master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. So Jesus goes into a parable. There's a certain creditor that had two debtors and uh, the one owed 500 pence and the other 50, and when they had nothing to pay, and that, that is really a, a, good, a big crux of the, the verse, that, that might be a verse that we really want to hone in on, and when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Now tell me therefore, Simon, you Pharisee, tell me, uh, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and says, well, I suppose it is he to him who he forgave most. And he said to him, yeah, you're right, thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon. Now, that's I think that's another detail. He turned to the woman, but he said to Simon, Do you see, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, and thou gave me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou, gave me no, thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman... Uh, Since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which were many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same love is little. See, he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, "Thy faith has saved thee; go in peace." Now this is this is a uh, this story. Whenever I read this, it does uh, it does make me feel good. It it, it is a feel good story, you could say. But uh, it, I want to jump right into point number one. Point number one: uh, there was a determined drive, a determined drive, of a forgiven sinner, a determined drive. Of a forgiven sinner. Now, we can speak about this tonight, but uh, uh, by, lack, by lack of time, I, I don't know if we have the time to talk about this. But I'll just say this I believe that when this woman came uh, to the Pharisee's house, I believe that she already knew Christ as her Savior. And I would, I would believe that by, um, by the action then at what she did. She came to him and, and just weeping. Just crying, and she was able to wash his feet with tears. That's a lot of tears. <laughs> I thought about that. It's a lot of tears. But I believe, again, then Jesus goes into the parable. The amount that this woman was forgiven was so overwhelming to her that all she could do is stand by Jesus' feet and just weep. I believe that was her way of saying thank you, really. It's her way of saying thank you, Lord. Um, that you forgave me for so much. There was a determined drive of a forgiven sinner. She was demonstrated, demonstrating what Christ has done for her. So, uh, you know, whenever I read the Bible, it's always good to put ourselves, good to put yourself there. So let's put ourselves there for a moment. This scene takes place in a Pharisee's house. Uh, can you imagine what that Pharisee was thinking? <laughs> not, this is not good. This is not good at all. Uh, remember that Pharisees and Jesus uh, did not get along well at all. And uh, really, the, the Pharisees, to just uh, very quickly, uh, the Pharisees were a band of, of brothers, a band of people that got together and said, uh, we are going to study Moses' law for the rest of our lives. That's our full-time job, full-time job, nine to five, study Moses' law. These men, these Pharisees, they memorized chapters and books of the Bible. Chapters and books, not verses. Chapters and books of the Bible. This is what they did. But another thing that they did is they certainly added to Moses' law a a lot. They added to it a lot. So uh, you would know that, that when this woman comes into the door, and what's her name, by the way? What's her name? Well, I don't know her name. I don't You know, something must be pretty bad if the Bible says the Bible, God's word, God's word that will never change says, and this woman who was a sinner, something must be pretty bad, you know. And and something that I was thinking of just, uh, just this afternoon, this woman's reputation preceded her name. This woman who uh, I'm sure she was well known throughout the city, I'm sure. But for all of the wrong reasons, uh, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Uh, She was known as being, you know, this woman who is a sinner. And and, and, you know, the the Pharisee might not even know her name, Uh, but this woman who is a sinner. uh, So, you know who the Pharisees are. Can you imagine that when this woman walked in, he, you know, he's got flashes going on that this is all wrong, this is messed up. I invited Jesus over; I didn't invite this woman. What's going on? This is the worst. Uh, you know, we had a plan—we had a, a lunch get together or a dinner get together—and she's ruining it all. Um, so, if we we know this about her, um, and we know that there was probably a lot of uh, criticality. Um, I, I, th- I believe that's a word. Criticality on her. Sounds like if Jen says that's a word, I'm gonna go with her. That's a word. Now, uh, now let's go to the woman. <laughs> let's go to let's go to the woman. Can you imagine what it took for this woman to walk in. Uh, the looks that she got, the the just the stares. You do not belong here. Yeah. You know, and they, and they didn't have to say that. She knew that. By the way, I'm sure the Pharisee would have a problem. If this woman walked down her, his street, not just walked into his house, he would have a problem if she, he, she walked down his street. That, I, you know, that's an issue. That's a problem. You know, and, and I believe she was seen as somebody so low, uh, as low as a dog, just as low as garbage, as the human equivalent of, of nothing. Because from what we read, this woman, she's a sinner. She's just a sinner. Ugly, wicked sinner. But here, here's, some, here's some things I believe. I believe this awkwardness as she entered the room, as she entered the house, was overcome by an overwhelming love for her Savior. Um, it might be daunting to some, um, but she was only focused on one person. She's not focused on the ones around, um, because later on in the story, it, it says, uh, and they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves. So now, now there's a, there's more people than just these three, uh, sinner woman, uh, Pharisee Jesus. There's more than just those three because of verse 49. Uh, so there's more than just those three. And this woman had only her, her eyes on one person. Uh, her eyes were focused on the savior. And just wanted to say, Lord, thank you. Just wanted to come before his feet and, and wash his feet with tears. In her mind, she wasn't coming to a Pharisee's house. She was coming to a place where Jesus was. I I I don't think it might not have crossed her mind. Like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're where you're about to walk into? This is where Jesus is. This is where, this is where I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come where Jesus is is what I believe is going through her mind. Let's stop right here and say it would be good for us to come to church this way. It would be with her spirit, with her love for her Savior. And I believe she, she knew uh, that she was a sinner, obviously. She knew her own reputation. didn't have to remind her. Uh, she knew who she was. And then Jesus changed her forever. So when we, when we come to church, um, it is, we're coming where Jesus is. We're coming where, where, and I know he's omnipresent, okay. We're coming where Jesus is. We're coming where we, where we worship him, where we come before him and thank him for what he's done for us, really. So the attitude of how she came to Jesus is a good attitude to come to church in the same way. Um, when she, uh, excuse me. Uh, we ought, and here's here's another point that I that I don't think this needs to be said about our church, uh, but it's still this is an excellent point. We need to get our eyes off of each other, and our eyes off of the Pharisees that might be around us, or or might not. I I mean I'm not I'm not saying that there is, but we need to get our eyes off of each other. Let's just stop right there. And say, get our eyes focused on the one that we are here for. Uh, This can be, I mean, this, I I appreciate what was said about Easter. But I I needed to remind myself, too. Like, you know, all right, it's not about the song going perfect, Ryan. It's not about uh, the, uh, and uh, 11 o'clock. We need to to start right now. Uh, You know, calm down. It's not all about this. I'm here for one person. I'm here to worship uh, one person. And, uh, and, 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 and the other things like that. So when we're coming to church, uh, you might say you could come with a broken spirit and say, God, I just want to say thank you today. Maybe, uh, maybe that's a thing tonight, that we're, when we pray together tonight, <clears throat> you say, I remember just how much of a wicked sinner I was, God, before, uh, before you saved me. I remember where you took me from, excuse me, and where I am today. I just want to say thank you. That'd be a good thing to do every time we walk into church uh, and say, I am not the person I used to be. Uh, and I'm appreciative of that. So uh, moving on, then, then the next thing to do is not to get our eyes on each other. Um, and, and especially I, I remember thinking this as a young person. Uh, I remember thinking, what will people think of me if I say, Amen? That's a good preaching. You know, so the guy next to me is probably gonna think I'm a you know I'm a weirdo or I'm a I'm an odd one, and I'm like, you know what? You know what? I I think I'm going to choose to worship God instead of thinking about what my friend next to me is thinking. And I remember, I can't tell you the place, I can't tell you the time, but I do remember thinking those thoughts of, you know what? If I remember how worthy Jesus is, if I remember how much he deserves my praise, and you can say this with any example, not just praise, You know, uh, I've been burdened, you know, Ryan, why don't you come to the altar and pray? Why don't you bow before me and pray? I was like, well, that sounds like the song's almost over. My stomach is gurgling and I'm really, really hungry for lunch. Uh, And uh, maybe the person next to me uh, or Abby's holding my hand, I I don't want to let go, obviously. Uh, But you know what? The worship of God is more important than those things. And I'm again. It's it's coming before Him. Say, God, I just want to thank you tonight. I just want to. I just. I just thank you for what you've done. So let's get our eyes off of the people around us and our eyes focused on the one that we are here for. But uh, let me continue. Now think about think about this. Jesus, uh, excuse me. Think about this: that all of the weight of her dark and sinful life. Uh, bearing down on her, remem- you know, reminding her who she is. Think about the memories and the reminding her and the reminders of how bad of a person she's been. But we we do know what what that is like tonight. Also, I can say that we do know what that's like. We know what it's like that maybe Jesus is trying to speak to me. Maybe a Pastor said uh, encouraged us to do something. Uh, to make to make a decision to to do something to to change something in my life, uh, but but the devil might whisper in her ear. But yeah, don't you remember this? But yeah, don't you remember where you were, what you said? You remember what you said? You will never be good enough for that. You will. Oh oh, betray uh, you. You can't be a pastor. There's no way. And and still a. Uh, it's still because I can say that because. A tray. Right, you had those thoughts, he's told me before. Oh, there's no way, you can never, do you, don't you remember who you are, who you've been? And, and, and all of us are reflected in this. Don't, I mean, so, but, but all of those things put aside, this woman still had a determined drive to come to Jesus anyway. Uh, she knew who she was, but she still came to him anyway. I have got an idea, with all the memories of her dark and sinful life bearing down on her, uh, she came to Jesus, and and remember, uh, with nothing to pay. She came to Jesus with nothing to pay, and and then uh, to to say the parable, he just frankly forgave her. Just frankly forgave her of everything. And she had to get to him. I'm I'm trying to mix with my notes and just uh, speaking uh, from the heart, but she is driven with an over. Here's what it is: she was driven with an overwhelming love and gratitude, which drove her to watch his to wash Jesus's feet with her tears. This is another lesson that we can learn from this. I mean, I mean, lesson after lesson. This is another lesson. Uh, what if uh, for for the Christian for the person today? that might be thinking, uh, I don't feel worthy uh, to come uh, to Christ today. I, d- I mean, I, I, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like really in the right <laughs> headspace or, or, you know, I, I just cursed, actually, just uh, on my drive here. Somebody cut me off. Uh, and and uh, I just really, you know, I'm not really in the place uh, to be. Uh, well, neither. I mean, this woman is such a sinner. Uh, but still, come, came to Christ. Uh, but I need to remind you that even though you can say the bad things about yourself, and uh, and let's let's bring let's bring some of those to memory, some of those things that we struggle with daily. Uh, you must know that Jesus still loves you and welcomes you. Um, <laughs> excuse me, to His house, and His love, His love surpasses our feelings of unworthiness. His love surpasses, um, excuse me, everything. Um, and you can take the worst thing about yourself and stand it up before Jesus. He still loves you anyway. And he still, uh, uh, excuse me, still cares for you. Still loves you. Still, you are still his child, no matter what. No matter what. She couldn't have felt very worthy when she came to him. Well, we do not approach Jesus on our worthiness. We do not approach Jesus because we are worthy, because we've got it all done. We've got, all right, now that I've, uh, I haven't done this, I haven't sinned this, and I haven't done this, now I'll come to Jesus. No, no, he accepts us right where we are, my friend. Uh, he takes us uh, right from the broken place that we are and makes us into something beautiful and, and valuable. Uh, Jesus does that for us. Uh, <clears throat> It is nothing that I have done. Again, nothing but the blood. It is nothing I have done. uh, But he did it all for me. So I approach God on on the worthiness of my Savior, Jesus. If you want to remember that for the rest of the week, uh, when you pray tonight, I'm approaching God on the worthiness of my Savior, Jesus. Uh, Let's continue. Number two, the, the judgment of the Pharisee. Number two is the judgment of the Pharisee uh, I'll, I'll try to be fast. Verse 39. Verse 39. Let me flip back. Now, when the Pharisee, which had saw so he saw what happened, he spake within himself. Now, I want you to catch that. He, he spake within himself. He did not speak out loud, saying, This man, Jesus, this man, if he were a prophet, is if he is what he says he is, He would know who and what manner this woman that toucheth him, uh, for she is a sinner. He would know who this person is. She is a sinner. The the Pharisee questioned the validity of Jesus because he knew who was touching him. And he had no tolerance for this sinner woman. So in his mind, in this Pharisee's mind, now again, who, who is a Pharisee? In his mind, uh, the moment that this woman uh, walked in and touched Jesus, uh, Jesus was now unclean. Now he had to do some certain rituals. He had to now let's just say some things. He had to go to the go to the uh, uh, bath room and 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 dip in the dip in the water up and down seven times. He had to light some incense. He had to uh, pray this prayer, and he had to do this and that, and then he would be clean again. Once after. Uh, Once after, this vile, wicked sinner woman touched him, according to the laws of the Pharisee. Now, to to end it with that, according to the laws of the Pharisee, now go back to everything I just said. But Jesus is not this way. And um, I appreciate that, too. Jesus is not this way. He doesn't, once again, he doesn't stop and say, all right, once you get clean, now you can come to me. Once you got your life put together, now you can talk to me. Now you can feel worthy to be my son and to be my daughter. But no, that is not what Jesus does. That is not the person that he is. And uh, anyway, he, 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 we are all able to come to him no matter what. You know, let me say this. He was there. Um, he was there. This is the Savior who came to seek and to save that which was lost. This is not, so again, this is not the person that the Pharisee was expecting. Jesus was not the person I believe that anybody was expecting, besides, I guess, John the Baptist. He, was, he didn't fit the mold that they were quite ready for. But this is not, the, you know, oh, you've defiled, get away from me, you sick, uh, you sick person. No, no, no. This is the Savior that came to seek and save her. This is, this is who this Jesus came to save. Let me tell you today, uh, this is exactly who she, uh, this is exactly who he wanted to be there. I believe that he had an appointment with this Pharisee, Pharisee uh, Simon, Jesus, you want to come over and have lunch with me or dinner, whatever. And Jesus says, yes, but in his all knowledge foreknowledge, he knows I've gotten another appointment. Because I've, I've got a woman coming to visit me, too. You know, you may be visiting church today. You may be here today. You may, you may be a regular member, a member. You may be somebody that comes every now and then. Let me just say that this is exactly uh, who, excuse me, just a second. <clears throat> this is a good point. It's a good point. Um, you are exactly who uh, Jesus wants to be here. Uh, excuse me, that you are exactly, um, excuse me, who Jesus wants to be here. Yeah. It is, a, uh, excuse me, um, once again, it's not that we are so good. It's not that uh, we've checked all our boxes like the Pharisee did. Um, but we, be- we come before him with a broken heart, broken spirit, and G- uh, Jesus says, I can work with that. I can work with that heart. I can work with that spirit, and uh, and things like that. So again, again, uh, you might not feel. I, I don't feel worthy to come to church. I know people like that. I mean, I'm not the person that comes to church. I don't feel worthy to come to church, uh, man. To uh, to all watching online, you are the people uh, that Jesus invites to His house. It is not once we have it all together. I think I think I've said that probably too many times now. But it just needs to be reiterated. It's not because we've got it all down, but it's because of the worthiness of his son uh, when he died on the cross, down, uh, now speaking of Easter, and he rose again. Uh, it is because of his worthiness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus uh, covers my heart, and that's what makes me worthy to come before him. Uh, let me continue. Uh, I'll go to the lesson of the Savior is number three. The lesson of the Savior is number three. Now, now Jesus goes into this parable, and says, you know, uh, you owe. Uh, there's a there's a creditor that owes five hundred dollars, and, and a person that owes fifty dollars, and uh, and and both people are not able to pay. And, and and the creditor says, you know, it just frankly forgave them both. And that's the that's really the line that I have circled and highlighted and crossed. Frankly forgave them both, yeah. and then and then they went on their way. And now tell me, Pharisee Simon, uh, who did who does uh, who loves Jesus, the, who loves them the most? And uh, Simon, the Pharisee, says, well, I guess it's the guy that owed $500. Yes, uh, I, I bet it would be him. So application can be said about this. And, and, and once again, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm being quick. Application can be said about this. Uh, when we reflect and we remember just how much uh, Christ has, has done for us, It it makes us think that we're not the creditor of 50, uh, we're the creditors of 500. We are, uh, I've I've heard it said this way of, if you were to uh, divide the room and say, all right, on this side of the room, uh, this is the people that don't sin very much. On this side of the room, this is the people that sin a lot. All right, now everybody stand up and let's go to our sides. Everybody, (laughs) thank you, Jen. Everybody would go to the one side. The, the the side that sins a lot, I would be there. I, uh, your uh, your uh, uh, assistant, you know, I would be there. Jen would be there, sitting next to me. Yeah, Jen would be there, sitting next to me. I would be a part of the people that sin a lot. But you know what? God has forgiven me of so much. Jesus has forgiven me of of so much. Now, uh, be reminded, James two ten. James two ten. The Bible says. For whosoever shall keep the whole law law, and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. Now, be reminded that uh, we can't keep the law. We can't do everything right. And it is not by us um, how we reach heaven. So let me finish with with one last last point. Uh, For all of us who are saved, uh, all of us that know Christ... How long has it been since you've reflected on how much of a sinner that you were uh, before you got saved and just said, God, thank you. Just want to praise you tonight, worship you tonight and say thank you. Um, and but Jesus, you know, but but here's what here's something that can be said again. This is the last point. Jesus is not here physically in a in a in a in a place where we could uh, wash his feet with our tears and he's not. He isn't here in a, in a place where we can uh, dry his feet with the hairs of our head, and, and that would be difficult for me. But I want to, you to be reminded, Matthew 25, 50, Matthew 2550, 50, uh, 40, yeah. I had it wrong in my notes. Matthew 25, 40, is as much as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So remember remember this verse, that when we serve other people, we are serving Christ. When we are serving our, our friend, when we are serving the homeless person on the street, when we are serving that annoying person at school who will not leave us alone, and, and they're just, you know, I don't want to be associated with them. If we serve them, we are serving Christ. Be reminded, be reminded of that, my friend. Uh, and be, be reminded that because Christ has done so much for you, and you say, well, well, I, I can't wash his, wash his feet. He's not even here. We can serve others. We, we, are, we serve Christ by serving others. So uh, let me finish with this. Let me finish with this. When you read this story, now take this story as a whole once again. It's, it is a beautiful uh, love story. I would call this a love story. It is a beautiful love story. So when you read this, it is easy to turn to Jesus tonight and say, uh, and say, you've done a lot for me, and let me take some time to love you. <laughs> Excuse me. You've done a lot for me, Christ. You've done a lot for me. Let me take a moment and say, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's, uh, can we play on the piano for a moment? Let's uh, give Elk Point Baptist Church a moment. I have to say thank you, Lord, thank you that I am not the person I used to be. You are Jesus. You are still in the process of working on me and saving me, and and still uh, uh, you have not thrown away the clay. You've not tossed me out as a piece of garbage, but you still work on me and love me. You can stand when you're able to. I'm I, I'm gonna stop talking. Let's just take a moment. And say, God, thank you, and I love you. Thank.